You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop today talking about the pass offense for Auburn. Can we figure a way to get it in gear before SEC play gets here? Y'all know how we do. We got to talk about it right here. War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now, now listening to, listening to the Warrior Bulls. Warning drop. It is Monday, September the 11th. Always an infamous day, but uh, good to have you guys in here on a 2-0 Monday, baby. We can still say undefeated Auburn Tigers headed into non-conference play against Samford this weekend. And the question is about the offensive productivity in the past game. B. Will, how you feeling this Monday morning? I'm feeling all right. You know, moving a little slow, but we're here. We're here. Let's get into this offense, man. Yeah. Um, pass offense, I'm going to be honest, hasn't looked great. Uh, the pass blocking has been inconsistent. The pass completions have been inconsistent. And... This is not what really what I expected from a Hugh Freeze offense. Going to be surprised. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised at how it's been going so far. Mm. Uh, the quarterback situation has been anomalous, right? We've got the carousel of quarterbacks still happening again this year. And Peyton Thorne has not looked like the runaway leader in command of the offense so far. And that's just, it's been a head scratching, right? Because I thought that that was the reason why he got the starting job. He was going to come in and he was going to look in command and we were going to get this change of pace with Robbie. So far, it's just kind of looked like, eh, right? I don't, I don't really know what to say about how it's looked so far, other than I'm hoping there's more that we're going to unveil as the season comes along. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if I want to see more from, the plan or just better execution. That's, I mean, you know, we talked about that over the weekend and that's what I wanted to see, but it's still hard to believe that we couldn't, there wasn't very, there wasn't more to, to get. There weren't more yards mm-hmm. to find. Oh, so I need to say this on camera. I don't know if you saw my message and thing. I was I, like, I, I need to back it. off. I need to come yeah. off of my whole, they, they, the plan was terrible. The plan wasn't terrible. B will was correct after going and rewatching the film. There was stuff. He was right. B. Will was right. There was stuff out there to be gotten Mm -hmm. in the past game. I just don't think that whatever the timing is between what Peyton Thorne is seeing and what the receivers are seeing, it is not together Mm -hmm. because there were receivers that were open and he just didn't see them. And I don't know if it was pre-snap reads, Mm -hmm. but... And and I don't know if it was route depths. There's just not a trust there between Peyton Thorne and these wide receivers and running backs. Sometimes it was the running backs. He's just not trusting what he's seeing and taking advantage of opportunities that are out there. When we get into the film, I'm going to point some stuff out and I'm going to say, wow. Uh, Wow. There were opportunities that existed out here. I mean, down to the very first drive when he fumbled that he had available to him that he did not take. Mm. So he's just got to let it go. He's got to, he's got to let the ball go and and throw to guys or they've got to get on the same page about what 
supposed to be. I don't know what's happening, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, as as much as, again, well, if the reasoning for bringing in Peyton Thorne and letting him start was that you wanted somebody who was mature and could operate. I even remember this summer when he transferred here and, and during fall camp, there was a piece, I want to say it was AL.com, uh, that outlined his experience at some some quarterback development camps with some professional players, talking about how professional he was. People who are in the NFL, but they're going through, you know, reads and fundamentals. And he said, you, you would have thought he was some backup you had never heard of in the NFL because that's how, how professionally he conduct, conducted himself there. All of that has to account for something when when we get on the field, though. Yeah. Like, I, I need some security to know that, hey, well, if these mistakes are being made by lesser experienced guys, you won't make those mistakes. You won't have as big an arm. You won't have the, the, the athleticism. But you will be able to see the field, make the correct read, and make an accurate throw more often than you don't. Those are like the that's, – that's what the foundation should be. That's why we assumed the floor was being raised with Peyton Thorne coming in. Some of this may still be unfamiliarity. Definitely with the wide receiver core, I think it's part of it. The wide receiver core, we talked about the wide receivers. Hugh Freeze has not been kind in his assessment of the wide receivers between really from the spring until now. So I'm wondering now, well, what's the fix for this then? If the wide receivers, like you said, if it's a wide receiver QB communication and reading issue, how do we fix that? We don't have anybody on the schedule after Sanford who is just going to be a gimme if we're not in sync between QB and wide receiver. What's the fix? Do you, you, you can't change out all the wide receivers because that's yeah, what we don't we got. Well, so let's be clear, and this is a thing that I do want to point out before we get into the numbers. Today is Metrics Monday. Um, you know, there are receivers that have not played that I think are going to be trusted in this system. Uh, but yes, the Swift, we, we only can go with the guys that are on the roster. So those right. guys either have to improve their play. Or, and, I, and again, I don't think the wide receivers have played poorly as a unit. Right, right. I think that there are some guys that need to step up a little bit more. But I do think that there isn't the, you know, to be fair, he hasn't been here very long, speaking of Peyton Thorne. Right. And some of the receivers haven't been here very long. So there is True. still some gelling that needs to happen in that. Um, what we need you guys to do in, in part of your thing here is sharing this video before we get too far into this conversation, before we get into these metrics. And I'm going to let B. Will continue on his thought about wide receiver play. Share the video at The War Report on social media. Hashtag get your weight up. Like the video if you haven't already. 120 people in here, only 21 likes. Come on, guys. Y'all can make this happen for us. Um, and so we can get all of the necessary engagement. But yes, wide receiver play, you know, uh, Nick Martiner hasn't played a single game yet this season, and he has been here longer than a lot of the guys that we have in this wide receiver room. Yeah. Coy Moore has not played a game yet this season. That's right. Coy Moore, probably one of the smartest guys in that wide receiver room. If you, if you ask any receiver or a quarterback on this team, they'll tell you that. So maybe it's just a thing of we need to get the guys who know the system a little bit better. I'm not a, you know, Nick Martiner is a, an amazing athlete going to tear it up. But from all accounts, Nick Martiner knows where he's supposed to be on the field, mm -hmm. and he is a big pass-catching target. Yeah. Maybe it is getting more guys back who know the system a little bit better that Peyton Thorne is comfortable with mm -hmm. that will allow him to get into the flow a little bit better. Thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, that's got to be part of it. And we wonder why we haven't seen so much of Camden Brown. Of course, he, he would have been 
not familiar with Hugh Freeze's scheme because I think Coy Moore probably had similar experience at LSU running an offense where you do have to find the zone, read it just like the QB would read it and be in the right spot. So Coy has a head start there. But Camden, his only experience was last year in a defunct passing game, and he's come in this year. We know he has the physical tools, but if it's mental and his reps, how do you get those mental reps? He was hurt all spring. He was hurt half a fall camp. We've got to get these guys these reps. And to your point, so if the guys who do understand position and and where they need to be, if they're all hurt, this is the result. Apparently, Jay Fair knows where he's going. He knows what he's doing because he's he's in position to make plays. He's usually open on the plays where he's catching the ball and he's doing something with it after with, with amazing speed. We need more guys who know where to be and how to develop uh, that rapport with the quarterback. But it, it takes reps. Like, that's the thing. It takes reps. And here we are in season where nobody really has reps with Peyton Thorne because the season just right. started. Right. So how do we fix that? How what's what's the short fix for that? And and this is not where I'm. This is not. I'm not going to campaign for a quarterback change because if that is indeed the issue, Holden doesn't have reps with these guys, right? And neither does Robbie. Robbie yeah. gives you an advantage in the run game, but if the point is to pass the ball and stretch the field and really threaten defenses in all phases, you need a passer. We know that's what Hugh Freeze wants to do. He said it multiple times. If the wide receivers, if we have to wait for them to get up to speed, it, it could be a rough September and early October. Yeah, uh, let's be clear. The pass game has not looked good so far this season, a litany of reasons. But the numbers don't lie. I don't care if it was just, quote unquote, UMass and, and Cal had a more impressive defense than what we thought. Out of 132 FBS schools, Auburn currently ranks 122 in pass games so far this season at a whopping 148.5 yards per game passing. Mm. Now, a portion of that I do think is the commitment to the run, but a portion of that is just we haven't thrown the ball very much. And and listen, Peyton Thorne's only attempted 30 passes so far through two games. Now, again, he only played one half versus UMass, right? He didn't play the full game, and he didn't play every snap in that first half. But we just have not thrown the ball. And that's surprising in a situation where I feel as if, and I I think that that's going to be the case going forward, I feel as if defenses are daring us to throw it. They're saying, we're going to line up and we're going to stop you from running the ball. Here's the look that says throw the ball, and we're still not doing it. It's surprising. And so, I mean, and it's not even one of those situations where he's not making attempts where he, you know, he dropped back and then he has to run. He only dropped back 36 times. There were only 36 times in both of these games where he looked to throw the ball and he threw passes on 30 of them. So he's not being sacked and forced to run a bunch. We're just not really throwing the ball very much right now. And I'm wondering, is that a lack of confidence in the guys who we have behind center and a lack of continuity the be will buzzword mm-hmm. between receiver and quarterback because 30 attempts for your starting quarterback and 122 ranking that means you're in the bottom of the bottom in pass offense yeah. so far through two games i don't know that that's gonna get it right like that's not and again that's not just on peyton thorn so this is not a peyton thorn bashing session something is 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 not right with our pass offense right now and we right. need to get that together well, I think we've got the guy who knows how to fix it. And 
again, we don't have to do a lot of guessing about what Hugh Freeze does and does not like. He's already said repeatedly that he didn't like the effort from the wide receivers play after play, that they often don't understand where where they need to be after the ball is snapped or where they need to go after the ball is snapped. And after games, he's been quite frank. He's like, no, Peyton Thorne, he missed that throw. And I had to bring him to the side and tell him to calm down. And how I guess how he corrects and how he coaches Peyton Thorne, he feels like that has an effect on him on the field, whether he goes out and tries to prove himself or tries to overcorrect for his mistakes. Hugh Freeze has told us what's going on. So the good thing is we don't have to guess. Now, we we don't know what the next step is. And that's really the, the biggest question mark here is why is it that these things haven't gotten better yet? To your point, injuries do seem to be a part of it. I wonder how much changes if we get a healthy wide receiver core and now what does that look like for the timeline for the rest of the season because you could right. say okay well we'll wait till we get coy Moore back and nick martin back and maybe jair short is a part of that formula okay but we're home against georgia you gonna break those guys out then does did we build some chemistry between peyton thorne and those guys over the next two weeks what's what's gonna happen that's gonna change things as soon as we get to some quality competition like so, we we seem to be on a track where we're going to figure it out as we go. Which honestly, I actually, that's okay. That's how a lot of football happens, especially in college. They don't have the preseason. They don't have extensive fall camps and cross team scrimmages and stuff like that to figure a lot of the stuff out. So this is what has to happen. The prospects of us being able to compete with the best teams on our schedule, especially in the first half of the season. I'm more specifically thinking about Georgia and LSU. Texas A&M's defense looks a mess. But the passing game is what really ripped them apart. So I'm, I'm less enthusiastic right. about our opportunity uh, to get a win out there because Miami shredded them. They, they, they knew where they were going with the ball. They were in sync with their quarterback and the wide receivers, and they made it happen. Something about that looks less likely now because we haven't been able to get the pass game in sync. But specifically Georgia and LSU, oh, man, like I, I, I am now worried about our possibility in those games. Not that they were solid wins or, or definite wins for anybody, but now it looks like real, real toss-ups. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a need for us to figure something out, and we don't have a lot of time left before we're going to face competition that's going to demand that you have it figured out. So the time is now uh, this week against Sanford. We need to see something and I'm looking forward to seeing what they decide to do and how they decide to go out there and get this win. Cause let's be clear. There's no reason Auburn should not win a game versus Sanford at home. Right. None whatsoever. Right. So you should be able to do whatever you want to do. The question is, what are we going to want to do against them? Right. Right. What's the what are they most susceptible against? I mean, I think it's it's fair to say we could probably I mean, line up and just run it against. They should them. be able to do whatever they want to do, right? right? But Sanford has not been particularly great in pass rush so far this season. I looked up their pass rush statistics. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, let me pull uh, some of this stuff up right now before we get over into the comments. Uh, pass rush so far for Sanford, they have a total of two sacks so far this season, one QB hit and. Uh, excuse me, and nine hurries. So two games so far this year against two relative. I mean, there's a SoCon uh, game that they played against Western Carolina right. that was in this last one. So that's an in-conference game. 
but they have not been adept at getting to the passer so far this season. So I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't see us able to pass at will versus Samford because Samford has not shown the ability to really now their, their secondary has been decent, but as far as the pass rush is concerned, it shouldn't be a problem of pressure getting to our quarterback consistently. So then it becomes, can the quarterback and the receivers get on the same page downfield? If he's got time, which he's been kept clean for the most part this year, you know, he's had a few times where he's had to scramble out of there. He's taken a couple of sacks, but it has not been this relentless amount of pressure on Peyton Thorne so far this season. Right. Hadn't dropped back a lot, but it still hasn't been a lot of pressure. Yeah. So pressure being alleviated as a reason, it needs to be operation of the quarterback and wide receivers are pass catching targets. That's where I want to see us do a little bit better against Sanford this coming weekend. Great, great. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to get over into the comment section to see what you all are talking about this morning. I appreciate everybody for dropping in with us. As always, we are going to start with the Super Chats, and we are going to get it kicked off with B-Wheel's forehead, who says, Peyton is scared. He's going to lose the job still because they pull him out for Robbie on plays that don't make sense. If Robbie's going to come in on second down, regardless of QB1, of QB, of what, what QB1 yeah. did... Uh, on first, then what's the point? And he clarifies here for the later one he said, talking about when they put Robbie in outside of the red zone, specific. That's what he said. It doesn't make sense. I I am inclined to agree here that putting Robbie in outside of the red zone in, inter, um, what, what was the specific situation? It was like a 34, they had a false start, and then mm-hmm. Robbie came back in, and then that was the sweep, right? The QB sweep? Mm-hmm. No, that was a screen i believe on third and nine that okay they ran it, it just it didn't even look like a third nine play it looked like a safe play yeah. and most of robbie's plays look predetermined as in you're just going to do this um and it, it doesn't look like it makes sense for the situation and that's what that was part of the gripe that we agreed on on play calling robbie mm-hmm. being out there on down and distance that doesn't make sense for his skill set and what looks like the call was is predetermined he's not being given decisions to make and the call doesn't even look like it's that great of a call. Right. If he's here's my opinion. If he's gonna go in there on third and nine, let him have the option to throw the right. ball for real. Right. Like because it's know. not as if Robbie's not a quarterback. Right. Right. If you don't trust his ability to quarterback, third and nine's not the time to put him in the game. Right. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, of course, he's is he fast enough, dynamic enough to, to make 10, 9, uh, 11 yards off of a run, sure. But if he's in there at the quarterback position, let him play. Let him play quarterback. I, I don't know if that's the reason Peyton Thorne's feeling sheepish, though. I think you got named the starter. And, you yes, you got chastised about your play mid-game and after the game. But you're also still the starter. like you And you're not a, a freshman. Right. right. Like, I don't, I don't like this whole idea that he's looking over his shoulder. Go play ball, man. Go play ball. There's, there, there's a very clear way to have someone not be looking over your shoulder anymore, increase the distance between them yes. and you in your play. Yep. You could just go out. There. If you're saying, to, if you're telling me 
the problem with Peyton Thorne is, oh, he doesn't feel secure in his job. Play better football. Yeah. They're not going to just put Robbie in if you're balling, bro. Right. And let's be clear. He was not balling early in that football game against Cal. Right. If you don't go out there and fumble the ball on third down with an ill-advised reaching of the football when you're like a two yards away, coach doesn't have an issue, especially – we're going to watch the film. <laughs> we're going to watch the film. Ike's today. been previewing the film, y'all. That's why, he's, that's, why, that's why he feels a certain type of way this morning. So um, I'm with you, though. And this my, – my biggest concern now is not that the pass game isn't clicking yet. Like, that's, that's okay. That's okay. You would expect, I would expect if my, if two of my four best receivers haven't been on the field in fall camp and haven't been on the field yet in, in, in the, in the fall with the real games being played, I understand why we have some dysfunction in the past game. What I don't understand is why the guy two years starting in the second best conference in America against quality opponents would be nervous, would be pressing and would be making rookie mistakes when the entire reason you bring him in here is to be the more mature, more experienced, high floor option. He has not been that. Of course, right. you've seen we've seen some of that play from him in his tape at Michigan State. What's the disconnect right now? And as I think you'll actually will find out and we'll see once I breaks it down, it wasn't all play calling. There were plays there to be made. There were throws there to be made. Not seeing the field. Like these are the things. These are the Here's why I got you, because I think you can do these things that the other two can't. All right. If the other two can't do it, fine. But if this guy can't do it either, we we had two games where it could have been Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner. Get these guys the looks. Let these guys start to operate. Get them the reps with the wide receivers so we can be further along if the guy you brought in doesn't have those intangibles that you thought he had or if he doesn't know how to flip the switch yet. I do think it's going to take some time. It's an investment, but this is this is now we're in risky territory because we play meaningful games in two weeks at at Texas A and M home against Georgia at LSU. That's 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 serious. That's the season right there. And we thought right. we would be further along. We thought we would see even if it wasn't flashy and a bunch of points. We thought we would see some sort of rhythm and flow to the offense with a passing game that made sense. We haven't seen it yet. Have we wasted time with with? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the time frame. He, Coach Hugh Freeze has a much better beat on this than we do because he knows these guys. He knows what he's expecting them to do, and he knows how close what he saw on Saturday night was to what he was asking these players to do. So trusting him to make a good decision because, as far as offense goes, he's made good decisions his whole career. So still trusting the coach. This might be. Our best option right now. We just got to be okay with that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the options aren't better. I'm saying I want the execution and the plays to be better. Right. right? I don't. I don't. I really don't care what the other options are there on the uh, on the bench right now. I want the guy who's in the game, whoever that is, to be playing better than this right now. Now, to Peyton Thorne's credit, and this is the thing that I've always liked about Peyton Thorne, regardless of how bad he plays at the beginning of games, for whatever reason. That does not impact him in winning time because though the throw on the third down and long to um, Fairweather wasn't the prettiest throw, he got it where it needed to be on the back shoulder and allowed him to go make a play. 
The pass was overthrown in the end zone, but he got a flag on that. If he didn't get a flag, it had just been an incomplete pass. No big yeah. deal, no harm, no foul. The throw for the touchdown probably could not have been thrown Right. Better. That was a beautiful throw. That was a beautiful throw. Right. So beautiful. you see the ability there. My question is, why does it take three quarters before it shows up on the field? Right. So, again, it doesn't seem as if pressure is the problem. There isn't more pressure than you're down right now and you need a score to win this game. And he goes out there and makes some of the best throws that he's made the entire day. So it's not ability. That entire drive, in fact, he operated really well. He made the check down pass to Damari on the throw over there to the sideline. He made the big throw on third and like 17. And he made the pass into the end zone. Those are the plays you need him to make consistently, though. Yeah. Now, that's a welcome change from how we've been over the last five, six years where it's winning time and you really don't have much hope that the quarterback's going to play better in that instance. I have a little bit of hope that Peyton Thorne will get there. My question is, why is it taking three quarters before we see it? Right. That's it. All right. Auburn Dad jumps in with a super chat. Do you think the game plan was to make Cal confused as we are uh, about – offense that confuses we are about offense by making Peyton play like Robbie and Robbie play like Peyton, AKA pass and run. I hope not. Cause that is not a good plan. Use the strengths of the guys that you have. Don't try to make somebody do something that they're not good at doing. So you can play mind games. We're trying to win football games, bro. Use people for what they're good at. You don't have a uh, freaking fair weather out there returning kickoffs. Why? Yeah. Because Brian Batty is a good kickoff returner. You didn't put an offensive lineman back there and be like, oh, I bet you they didn't know Avery Jones got wheels, bro. (laughs) And let him return punts. This going to sneak up on him. Nah, man, we not doing that, fam. We trying to win. (laughs) Let's go. I thought of that. That's that's just hilarious. (laughs) Y'all saw that one clip where uh where, where uh that Ike Jones had cut up with him uh catching that pass, we're gonna put him in at tight end. That'll fuck no nah. <laughs> it's not what we're doing for them. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not the plan at least. Yeah. Mm. Uh all right, let's get into some more of these before we get out of here. We gotta go quick here. Dana Jones, the two QB experiment needs to end, can't establish a flow or rhythm in game. 230 total yards is embarrassing. Um, I'm I'm still not against two QBs. I'm not with how they're deploying the two keys. I think it can work. I just think it needs to work better. And I'm also going back to an earlier point, not mad at them putting wait, not waiting until the red zone to put Robbie in. I'm upset at the way Robbie's being used prior to the red zone. Right. Right. That's, that's, there are better ways to deploy this. Yeah. That's agree. It's, it's how, instead of the fact that whether or not it's going to be deployed, how it's been deployed so far. Yeah. Uh, Drake barefoot playing too conservative. I, I don't know. I you, think, you've had a better look at the, the replay, so you'll be able to tell me if, if what you saw was conservative. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's conservative from a play calling standpoint. I think it's conservative from a play execution standpoint. Like, I just think that we're not taking the shots and opportunities that are there, and we just need to go out there and do a better job. Again, it's there's something amiss between quarterback and wide receiver. And I think everybody automatically puts it on the wide receiver when they see it happening because they're like, oh, Peyton Thorne's got all this experience. He's the one that's doing it right. And I'm here to tell you the tape does not agree with that. I didn't even, I don't even have all 22 and I can tell you that's wrong. Yeah. 
it's not all on the wide receivers in this. I, I If you are a member, I don't think I have anything around one around one o'clock today. I'm going to try to get on here and do this film review with you guys. One o'clock Central Standard Time. Y'all be uh, y'all keep asking me what time are we going live to do the film review. I'm going to try to do it at one o'clock Central Standard Time today. Meet me right back here on this live stream. And I promise you, you are going to disagree with your own assessments if you keep saying the wide receivers aren't getting open. The wide receivers, the wide receivers. It ain't all on the wide receivers. It is in some cases. But we got work to do on the pass game. Yeah. Corey Weber, I'm shocked that Robbie couldn't run against the that Cal defense. It's just a weird game all around, start time included. Yeah. I'm not shocked because they saw it coming. And we didn't really do anything to – now, the reverse call was a good one with Robbie in the game because we're looking like we're going to run the QB sweep, and then you call the reverse on the opposite end. It just got called back. That was a good play call, and it actually worked. Mm -hmm. Even without the hold, he'd have gotten seven, eight yards. Yeah. The hold was completely unnecessary. It made it a longer run than it would have yeah. been, but he'd have gotten some good yardage on a first down play. So that was a good play call. To go to a timeout on third and short and come back and run the QB um, mm. sweep with that one, awful play call. The screen pass that they ran to Batty uh, when Robbie came in the game, or the swing pass, not the screen, the screen mm -hmm. pass, that was to Batty as well, but that was on a third and longer, th a third and nine situation that we talked about. Didn't think that was a pretty good play call. The swing pass, no issue with that play call. That was not great blocking on the outside by the receiver. They're mixing in some of the stuff that you like to see, but then some of the other stuff just looks a little weird. So we just got we got we it's got to get better. Um, it's just got to get better. Haley jumps in. Um, I hope this was just a weird game and we can put it behind us. That is the sincere hope of every Auburn fan <laughs> right now that it was just a weird game because I I don't know if I can sit through a whole season. Yes. Of this. Uh, John Brandon says Peyton hasn't shown the intangibles that Freeze used to make him a starter yet. Yeah. That, that. Except for that last drive, again the last drive then. he did everything. He, he literally did all of the stuff that you're supposed to do. He made the right checks. He went to the check down when he needed to. He made the big throws on third down. He made the right throw and read in the red. Like he did everything on that drive. Yeah. And maybe some of that 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 experience, that experience, that game winning drive that that can go give him some confidence that he can do this because you, you, look, you just did it. I just saw you do it. The throws were better on that throw on that that drive than they were previously in the game. And like you said, he capped it off with a perfect placement of a fade pass to a target. Could not have thrown it better, bro. Like literally, you can't throw a back shoulder fade into the end zone yeah. in a better place than what Peyton Thorne threw yeah. that one. You can't. Like he could have walked over there and dropped it in his hands, and it would have been in the same spot. Yeah. If he if Hugh Freeze could have said, hey, this is exactly where I want you to put this. He'd have said that same spot that he did right there. Right. Uh, Chris S. jumps in. Did the receivers not get separation in the game? Chris, we will talk about it today on the film review. Uh, Corey <laughs> Weber, I believe Thorne goes for 300 yards against Sanford and the confidence is gained in the passing game just in time for A&M. If this, it, listen, we ain't got no more time. It's got to happen. <laughs> it's, it's, if it's, it's going to happen. And so 300 yards, that means they're going to have to be committed to throwing the ball early in this game because I don't think that Peyton Thorne pay, plays four quarters of football. So is he going to get 300 yards in the first half? We'll see. We'll see. 
Teresa says, are they trying to keep it under wraps and nothing on tape? Seems like getting the reps are more important at this point than the tape. Um, I just, I, if it feels slightly arrogant to go to a power five team on the road against Cal and say, well, we don't want to put it on tape because we still got conference play coming up. Like it does let your hands go, bro. Like, especially if you're not doing well in the first half of the game with the, what we're calling vanilla play calling at some point in time, it's like, all right, man, we're going to have to break this other stuff at the uh, wraps that we've been working on. Cause we need, we got to get a W. Right. Like, was that last drive them ripping the wrapping off of, you know, the the tight end pass game? Because, I mean, he caught a pass earlier in the, that game that wasn't on that last drive. It was a, uh, a kind of a stop route over the middle that Peyton Thorne hit him on uh, earlier in the, might have been in the fourth quarter as well, because I think we were going left to right as far as the screen is concerned. And they hit a, like a little five, six yard route over the middle. So that all fourth quarter, fourth quarter, they were like, oh yeah, we got a tight end right. that we could throw the ball to. Right. Let's let's get him involved in the game as opposed to just have him going out here and block it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. And to your right, it's time to get the reps in, bro. Let's get it yeah. done. Uh, New Tiger says, it's hard on a QB when wide receivers aren't doing their job. It is. See me at one o'clock. <laughs> JB, it took Heather Dinich one practice to see that our wide receivers were a weakness and we wanted to crucify her. Don't agree with this statement. Heather Dinich was not wrong, but she's also not right. Yeah, half the guys that are playing wide receiver for us weren't here in the spring when she came to see us. So Weren't there, and most of them had just gotten there at that point in time. We had had like two practices or something like that. Yeah. So if they were not going to be amazing after two practices and you're making an assessment for the season – I think that's a little premature. And I don't know that she deserved any crucifixion for saying what she saw. Right. But for Auburn fans to now try to make a retroactive say and say, Heather was right all along. Well, I mean, no, <laughs> not, I'm not, uh, no. Um, Small time Republic freeze is more candid with the media than our last three coaches. So at least we get more of an understanding of what's going on. Listen, coach freeze said, <laughs> he said coming going into the halftime thing he was like if Peyton Thorne doesn't play better you're not going to see very much of him in the second half of this game and hey, I was straight like oh. straight, straight out the coach's mouth it, he <laughs> he has no problem talking about who is and is not performing and he, to for him to say it in the in the the press part like that was like oh was, <laughs> okay like I could see him waiting until Monday the press of course we got that today and, and him saying it then and say well Peyton didn't play well. The wide receivers didn't play well. Whatever it was. He will tell us the truth about what it was. But for him to call out Peyton Thorne at halftime, I think that was a, a very definite and strong signal about the quality of his play over the first half. Yeah. Yeah. And again, about the quality of Peyton Thorne's play. Right. That's right. Like, I, I, get, I get everybody wants to give. My point is that everybody wants to give a pass to Thorne and throw it on the wide receivers. Well, if they're not getting open, what can you expect? If the, if the line didn't block him, what can you? Peyton had time and he had open receivers. He was not throwing the ball to him or he was not reading the right side. And some of that is I will give credit to the Cal defense on the back end that some of that was definitely Oh, what he thought he was seeing, he wasn't seeing, so he had to come off of that read to get to something else. My problem or point with all of this is Peyton Thorne is the experienced quarterback, so he's the guy that you expect to operate a little bit better in that scenario. That's my whole point. It's not that 
He needs to be perfect. It's just that if he's the guy with the experience, he needs to be the one making the decisions in those scenarios at a higher clip. What Coach Free said after the first game is he expects Peyton to be darn near 100% on the RPO game. Yeah. Am I supposed to run the burn play here? Or am I supposed to pass? That decision needs to be as flawless as possible. Right. Now, who you decide to throw to and how you – that stuff you can be closer to 60-something percent, which he's a 60% passer so far this season. That part, okay. But – when a guy's open, you need to hit him. You don't need to be throwing it two yards above a 6'4 receiver who can jump. Like, that's not a good yeah. thing, right? Like, there are things in the operation of the offense that I would expect, and I know Coach Freeze and Coach Monty expect Peyton Thorne to be better at right. day one right. that he's just not done well at so far in this season. But again, this sounds like a bomb on Peyton Thorne session, and it's not because I do think that He's shown he can do it. I just need to see it more consistently. Yeah. Uh, CM Pat says, so, okay, so it's RPO. I could be dumb, but here, but aren't most of the plays on the QB, whether or not he's passed based upon what he sees? You are correct. Yeah. What you see should determine whether or not you pass the ball in this scenario or run the ball in this scenario. Um, and then it's about operation after that of, making sure that are the wide receivers on the same page with what they need to do. Are they on alert for the right stuff? Are they running the right route? Do they see zone when you see zone and sit down in the zone? If they're running man, are they running the correct route versus man? All of that stuff matters. And again, my question in some of these scenarios, and we'll talk about it when we get to the film review is whose fault is this right here? Because this happened, this pass did not happen. Who's wrong? I don't know with 100% certainty on some of these, and I'll point out the ones where I'm like, I don't know. This one could be on the wide receiver. This one could be on the quarterback. But somebody's wrong in this situation, right. and we'll, we'll, we need to find out. Yeah. Um, Lisa asks a very important question before we get out of here. How do I sign up to see the review with Ike? You become a member. And it's really easy to do that when you go over here to your YouTube, you click join, and you can be any level of member to be able to see the film review. If you want it on demand to be able to see it whenever you want to, you have to be a patron. Mm. Our um, standard memberships, I give you the live film review, and I'll leave it up for a little while just because everybody's not able to join like right when I get in there, so you might hop in late. But if you want to be able to see it whenever you want to, and you can go back and review the past ones that I've done, you have to be a patron to be able to do that. So go ahead and sign up for that. Um, and we appreciate Brandon Carter for gifting a membership to somebody while we're out here, as well as Prentice for becoming a member during this live stream. That. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, B-Will? Yeah, I'm looking as forward to this film review as I have to any um, in, in, in recent history here. I think it's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on. But more than more than that, that is still the past, so we can know what happened, and maybe we can get a good idea of how the the offense ended up looking like that. But I'm really interested in what Hugh Freeze is going to say at 11 a.m. Yeah, I am definitely looking forward to this press conference because he'll tell us the truth: who he was mm -hmm. disappointed in, who wasn't, you know, performing their their assignments correctly, and then get the film on top of that, so we can kind of reflect and and add to the what we see, what we heard from Coach Hugh Freeze. It's going to be a good afternoon. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys dropping in. Drop! Drop!